welcome to Spinal Tap Minute 2018. <laughs> this is Heidi, and Sean is here with me. How are you doing, Sean? Heidi, yo, folks. Yeah, this is Sean. Uh, glad to be back. Yeah, yeah. Just getting uh, rounding out 2018 here, and it's uh, actually November, getting into December, and then oh, on to 2019. But uh, Sean and I texted each other and said, why not take a moment out of our busy schedules and say a howdy ho to everybody out there and let you know what we've been up to. And uh, we don't have too much word on what all the guys are doing, but... Uh, What's been going on with with Derek? Derek. Derek. Yeah. So not not too much news from uh, for most of the band. I guess they were settling into retirement. But uh, Derek was always sort of the the maverick. You know, as, as you recall, he had uh, Lamb's Blood, his uh, his Christian rock spinoff group back in the day, and he's he's back at it again with what I believe is the first solo album from a member of, of Spinal Tap. The album is Small's Change. Uh, was released back in the spring, but you know we haven't talked to you folks in a while, so it's so it's going to be new to all of us. So yeah, Small's Change, Meditations Upon Aging. It's an age appropriate release. I haven't. I'll, I'll fess up. Um, I haven't listened to it yet. It's only been out for six or seven months, so uh, you got to give me time. I don't like to get you know. Let's not be hasty. <laughs> but the reviews I've read are all very good. He's not singing about being a young man. He's uh, he's singing about being an old man, because uh, because he is. But uh, yeah, so if you're if you're missing that tap sound in your ears, you've got uh, you've got Derek Smalls out there. Uh, you can hear him, you know, on, on CD or MP3 or whatever. I don't think you can see him live though. Um, <laughs> there were there were a couple dates planned. I know initially uh there was a series who was supposed to play a few nights i believe in sydney at the opera house right kind of right at the release of the album and uh, all those dates were canceled and the only information i could find on concert dates were were other you know appropriately enough for a member of spinal tap were other dates that were also canceled and um <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't i don't think you're going to get to see derek live uh this time around but uh, yeah, you can you can pick up you know CD or MP3 or whatever your uh, your preferred format is. I don't know if it's on eight track. Uh, you may have to look look around for that. But at least so at least one member of the band is still is still kicking and and basing and and all the other right. stuff. He hasn't given up quite yet, which is which is good. So go Derek. Yeah. Yeah, go Derek. Uh, thanks for that update. I do remember on Twitter, you know, for uh, Spinal Tap Minute on Twitter that I was sharing those tour dates and then, yeah, started to get those updates that show has been canceled. So, <laughs> so at least they're consistent, right? <laughs> Some, some things never change. Some things never change. So, yeah. So what has been going on with you, Sean, since since we last spoke? Um, a lot of podcasting, <laughs> a lot, a lot of talking about movies, other movies. So, um, yeah. So that, on that note, uh, I think when we left, I had said my ne next project would be Groundhog Minute covering the movie Groundhog's Day, uh, one minute at a time. And that, that recently wrapped up and somehow began again. So the, <laughs> those episodes can, I did notice can continue that. to come out appropriate enough for, you know, thematically, uh, appropriate for the movie, 
So if you missed it the first time around, um, those episodes are all coming out again. And you could find that at, at groundhogminute.com. And then uh, I got a couple uh, couple seasonal projects coming up uh, for uh, – we've got some holidays coming up. So first is Thanksgiving. And for that, uh, myself and my brother, Brian German, are going to be covering the greatest Thanksgiving movie ever made. And, of course, that is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Awesome. Uh, the movie only happens over three days. So it's, it's three oh, episodes. Wow. It's real quick. But uh, yeah, so we break that down. We cover the the three days that that movie happens across in in three episodes. And that's going to be coming out the uh, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday before Thanksgiving. And how do we find that? I definitely will be listening to that one. 18th, 19th, and 20th of November, if you're listening to this in in 2018. Where can you find that? I'm going to be sticking that up. If you remember last year, if you don't remember, I'll tell you. Uh, last year, myself and a couple friends of ours, uh, Christopher Dennis DeGuardia and, and Pete Mummer, covered uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation uh, one day at a time. That We called that podcast National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Days. And so you can look that up on the iTunes and Google Play and all that. And, and I think what I'm going to be doing is just sticking the planes, trains, and automobiles just into that feed. So, so search for that. Or you can also, if you go to... Uh, groundhogminute.com. I'll have a link for the planes, trains, and automobiles. And we can put a link to to, the, to all these in the show notes, yeah. too. That'll make it easy for people so they're not having to scramble or re-listen to our ramblings quite right. so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Following Thanksgiving, of course, that, you know, once Thanksgiving's over, that, that kicks off the, uh, the Christmas season. And then we're going to be covering... The Bill Murray classic Scrooge. Awesome. And this we're doing one one ghost at a time. So this one <laughs> One ghost at a time. <laughs> yeah, this one doesn't doesn't quite break down one day at a time like like these other movies. We're doing it one ghost at a time. So it'll be six episodes. You've got the well, the first ghost is the partner who tells Bill Murray about the other three ghosts that are coming Christmas past, Christmas present, Christmas future, of course. And then we'll do the beginning and the end. So all together, it'll be six episodes and that'll be coming out in the weeks leading up to Christmas. And uh, th- that'll be the same place. But I'm I'm not the only one who's been talking into a microphone. Uh, you've been busy yourself there, Heidi, haven't you? Why don't you let the folks know what, what you've been up to? Oh my gosh. Thanks for pointing things in my direction. Thank you so much, Sean. And I really look forward to listening to these these um, special series of, of holiday podcasts. Yeah. So Vibrant Visionaries is the podcast that I started after Molly and I wrapped up Cabin Minute Cast. So this is the podcast where I talk with multi-creative professionals, people I call vibrant visionaries, people who do all sorts of different creative things. And the tagline that I've been using is conversations with clever, compassionate multi-creatives about their projects, process, and lessons learned along the way. So the the whole conceit of this podcast is that instead of talking about a movie for a single minute, you know, of a movie, we're talking about what it is that the guest actually does. So for instance, my old buddy Ben Walker's story that we uh, spoke with on Spinal Tap Minute, he is doing his own podcast, and he's also an illustrator and also designing t-shirts. So uh, 
we talk about all sorts of stuff regarding his podcast and these t-shirts and a creative process and kind of living in the world as a creative and all that. And it's been so amazing. And one thing that happened sort of unexpectedly, I put the wheels in motion, but I didn't know how advantageous it was going to be, is that I applied for a press pass for the huge genre and horror film festival called Fantastic Fest that's in Austin. And I got that press pass and flew out to Austin for the first time. I was there for a whole week. Wow, nice. Yeah, I got to meet all sorts of people, all sorts of filmmakers. Sam Jones was there, a.k.a. Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon himself. (laughs) So I got to interview Flash Gordon and uh, the director of the documentary film Life After Flash, Lisa Downs. So I got to sit down with Lisa and with Sam. We all had a lively, quick little chat. It was about a 15-minute conversation, but they were both really great. And we took some fun photos. You can see those on the website. And and uh, then after the that, I, I did get to interview quite a few different people, some directors, and some of the episodes are still actually coming out this month because it's the fruit has been so <laughs> so plentiful that I'm still uh, I'm still putting out episodes regarding uh, or from that visit to Fantastic Fest. And I actually got to talk with Martin Wist, who's the production designer for Super 8 for The Cabin in the Woods. And well, Cabin in the Woods, yeah. Most recently for Bad Times at the El Royale. So he was really uh, an amazing person to talk with about his creative process and, you know, exactly what a production designer does, which I just found fascinating. So that's just a a couple of the people I talked with, but just it's, oh my God, it's been so much fun, Sean. I I can't (laughs) tell you how just amazing it's been. And uh, I, I have tons of interviews lined up and I'm editing and oh my gosh, (laughs) That is the thing that takes the longest for sure. (laughs) But I love doing it. And so, yeah, come come visit me at VibrantVisionaries.com and check out the podcast and let me know what you think, guys. I think you'll really like it. And and thanks to everybody who's already come over and subscribed and given me great feedback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a great show. You're getting some great interviews and uh, it sounds like a lot of fun. I love it. I can't imagine doing anything else <laughs> except coaching. Coaching's been going really great too. I've had some uh, really wonderful clients and that that uh, retreat, I did that earlier this year, way back in May, and that was a blast and a big success. And I've just had a lot of fun with clients over the year. And um, speaking of earlier, yeah, the Movies by Minutes folks, we all met up in Denver this year. And that was really fun too. It was great to see you and hang out and see the gang from uh, Star Wars Minute and oh my gosh, so many of the other podcasts. And I really felt like I got to know everybody a lot better this time. We got to have some meals together and have (laughs) some uh, cocktails together and play some games and, and that was really fun. Any anything you want to comment on regarding the? Yeah, I just uh, echo your your sentiments. That was a lot of fun, and and the second time around, I think at least for me, Chicago. Well, one, I was in and out. It was a quick hit, 
uh, for me for Chicago. I flew in that morning and out that night, whereas Denver, I was out there for a few days, got to relax a little bit and, and also just meeting people the second time and being that much more familiar and, uh, get a little bit deeper. A lot of the talk the at our first meeting in Chicago was just the basics, how-to kind of stuff. Whereas now we're, you know, as a group, we're a little bit more experienced, a little bit older, a little bit wiser, you know, so so could get a little bit deeper. And there was uh, one particular panel that I thought was was very interesting that uh, you actually were a part of, and that was the the women in podcasting. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed that panel. What, what did you think about it? I, yeah, I've, I, I really loved it. I mean, li- being a part of it and listening to... Yeah, well, I, and I looked at it not, not even particularly as... I know it was called Women in Podcasting and everyone on the panel was, was a woman, but just um, a, as a man and looking around most of the podcasters, most of the podcasts I listened to and most of the folks that were there in Denver are men. So I looked at it as just getting, not just, but but getting a, a different viewpoint, getting people from people that are coming from a different place that maybe have a, a different point of view on things. And, you know, just to be able to share that, that spice of life, that variety and, and kind of talking, well, where, where are we the same? Where do we have the same viewpoint and the same experiences? And, and then where are we different? And that's, you know, and this kind of just repeats a comment that I made in Denver is you need both sides that one of the things I listen to for podcasts and particularly this movie by minutes thing where you're, we're, we're all talking about movies we like, or for the most part, we're talking about movies we like. And a lot of us, in the cases of things like like Spinal Tap, we're talking about movies we grew up with, movies that are many years old. And it's nice to have the comfort of, hey, why wow, you grew up with the same movie and you've got the same tradition and you watch the same Christmas movie every year that I watch with my family and, and so forth. And there's that comfort. But I, I want the other side. I want you have a different opinion. You're coming from a different place, a different point of view. I think it would get stale, would be boring if we were all just, you know, the same opinions and liking the same thing. So um, that's kind of what it meant to me to have that panel and, and have those opinions expressed to say, you know, I'm me, you're you, you know, what what can I learn from you? How are we different? And maybe what can I teach you? And, and you know, that, that part of it, that variety is the spice of life. So, uh, yeah, that was one of the highlights for me. And I was really glad, glad I was there for it and, and glad it happened. Yeah, I got a lot of positive feedback from that. Afterwards, a lot of people came up and said that was, you know, one of their favorite parts of us getting together. And it was really thrown together last minute. But I think that just everybody up there on the stage is, you know, now used to being behind a microphone. So we all had, you know, a little something to say. And and I really, yeah, I enjoyed it as well. And I agree completely. I think that a lot of, especially, I mean, Movies by Minutes has grown in its um, breadth of what kind of films are covered. But I would say you probably would agree with me that generally speaking, it's a lot of 1980s, (laughs) you know, very (laughs) 1980s heavy, right? Uh, Pop culture films, you know, ones that a lot of people have a connection to. And I think that there is sort of uh, out there in the 
in the universe this default thought that this is where all the, the boys grew up and loved these films. And it's just good to remember that there were girls also growing up loving these films. And yeah, we may have very different opinions or very similar opinions. And we just want to also have, you know, that voice, that ability to share. And and so, yeah, it was really nice to to be up there. And I'd love to do something like that again next year. And it sounds like this isn't an official announcement at all, but it sounds like we're leaning towards going to uh, Portland, Oregon for 2019. So that seems to be the way it's it's blowing. There's no official announcement, but uh, yeah, I was kind of pushing for the East Coast, and I know some other folks where there was a a poll on uh, the Movie Minutes Makers. I forget the exact name. The the, the podcast Facebook group. There was a poll, and right. it looked like the the East Coast votes got split between Philadelphia and and Boston. And that allowed Portland to pull ahead. So, uh, all right, mm. be taking the long flight next year. <laughs> but uh, back to the 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 difference being the spice of life. Not everyone is on the East Coast, so Portland's going to be convenient for some people. And uh, you know, wherever it is, I'll be there. And it is uh, it is a lot of podcasters. But uh, I'll mention it uh, the first year. Some listeners. Um, out there in Denver as well. So if you are just a listener of a Movies by Minute podcast, or more than one even, uh, you're certainly welcome as well. So keep your your eyes open and your ears peeled. We're getting a little bit more organized as as this goes on. So Denver was announced a little bit further in advance. Chicago was kind of a last minute thing. So I expect Portland or wherever it is for next year will be announced um, either further advance so people can make plans and whatnot. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really great having listeners there and to be able to hang out with the listeners. And because it's something that it's on a smaller scale, you know, it's not like a big, huge Comic-Con or something. You know, I mean, we're all hanging out together. You know, like I said, we're all having meals together and hanging out in the out in the theater and everything. So if you were wanting to mingle and ask questions or, you know, get photo ops with the, some of your favorite podcasters, like this is a very <laughs> down to earth DIY early version of this, you know, whether it turns into something larger or not, I'm not sure, but you know, this is a, a bit of a ground floor situation. So, right. Yeah. So there's, there's no long lines. If you've heard about San Diego comic-con and New York and then, you know, the other kind of the big cons, there's, there's no long lines. There's no exorbitant fees to get an autograph or, or anything like that. I know, I know back, back in Chicago, I went up to, to Pete Mummert and I handed him a, a Sharpie. I got an autograph. He didn't charge me anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love it. So uh, yeah, you get you get up up close and personal with uh, your favorite, and maybe even some of your your not so favorite podcasters. So. <laughs> well, thinking, do we want to circle back and then uh, throw? So there's there's a little bit of more Spinal Tap con content we can yeah. throw out to the listeners. Uh, yeah. You know, it's a little reward for for hanging on. We talked about you know we we got our ego on. We got to talk about what, what we've been doing, but uh, there's a little bit more Spinal Tap. There's some quick hits. So what do you say? I'll, I'll lay that on the listeners. Lay it on, brother. All right. So we, we've talked about this a little bit, uh, you know, back when we were doing the show on a regular basis. Uh, the uh, the lawsuit that Spinal Tap has against Vivendi, who is uh, one of these big media conglomerates that through various mergers and acquisitions over the years now owns 
sort of the, the Spinal Tap catalog, Derek Smalls is taking the lead as sort of the lead plaintiff on behalf of the band, but suing for their rightful royalties. They've seen very little from the music sales and the merchandise and, and all the other stuff. And I know I've bought, I've got DVDs and Blu-rays and CDs and other things that I've purchased. So I would want that money to, to make its way to the band. So that lawsuit is still ongoing. There was a, a ruling in uh, back in August that uh, that the judge allowed the suit to go on. And these these suits with these huge corporations, they just keep throwing wave after wave of lawyers. So these things go on for years. But it was a major milestone where the judge didn't rule in favor of the band that they're actually going to get money, but at least ruled that the suit can continue, that there was enough evidence that what the band was alleging did rise to the level of something that they could sue over. So so they're going to get their day in court. They're going to get a chance to go over the records and the accounting from the record company just to make sure that they have the best chance at, um, you know, at getting, uh, you know, getting their their piece of the pie for all the hard work that they did creating creating all this great music that we've been enjoying over the years. So uh, so that was some good news on on that front that the case is is allowed to to continue. Uh, another bit uh, of news which will remind people if you've seen the movie, you'll recall that that ended up in Hawaii or why did I say Hawaii? Japan. <laughs> they ended up with a performance in Japan. Well, this is Spinal Tap. That documentary had a had its theatrical release in Japan. In June of this year, June of 2018, what made its Japan debut in the theaters? You know, so those folks get a chance to uh, to enjoy this story as well and see the part that they play. You know, because this is you know, tap is about everyone. It really it's it's a universal story. I think we can all relate to uh, to the the trials and tribulations of Spinal Tap. So uh, wow, good for the boys. They're they're big in Japan. Um, and then the third thing, my my third and final note was a, a personal note. Um, well, since we wrapped up on the podcast, I have read Tony Hendra's book, Father Joe. Um, you were called uh, Tony Hendra, aka Ian Faith, the the manager of the band, and and a really good book, a really interesting book. It's uh, I guess memoir, like a bit of an autobiography, just uh, talking about mm-hmm. um, his experience growing up. And uh, Father Joe was a Benedictine monk who was very, uh, very influential on young Tony. They remained in contact and remained close friend, a mentor, a confidant uh, through uh, throughout his life. Um, so a really interesting book. The, the beginning bits growing up in England um, in the years following World War II. So a little bit of a history lesson. And, and that was really interesting. And then um, Tony getting involved with show business and uh, the National Lampoon, and then uh, Spinal Tap, and those guys, and so really interesting from that perspective as well. A little bit of behind the scenes from from one of the performers. So uh, yeah, a really good book, really interesting. Something that I would recommend to folks. And it's uh, again, it's, it's Father Joe, and the subtitle is "The Man Who Saved My Soul." Oh, cool. Yeah, and then um, a thing I was going to mention was so when I was at Fantastic Fest, like I mentioned, there was a um, there were a lot of horror films and other interesting genre films. And then there were several documentaries, including Life After Flash, but also this other one that was absolutely fascinating and really entertaining and very spinal tappy. And that was called After the Screaming Stops. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is what they called it there. The When I look at how it's titled on Twitter, they're calling it 
Bross after the screaming stops. Now, for American folk like you and Mm -hmm. I, we would pronounce it bros, like B-R-O-S. But they always called it bross. So I guess maybe that's how you say it in England. Bross were two brothers, bros, (laughs) that had a boy band in the 80s, and they were a huge hit. They sold out stadiums and had screaming fans, and um, they were really huge back then in the 80s for a a blip of a time. So a lot of people have never heard of them, but people over in in England are, you know, very familiar with these guys. And so this, this documentary is about the two brothers after not seeing each other for quite a long time. So they break up, they go their separate ways. They're not on speaking terms, but they both end up in the States. One of them ends up being an actor and living in Hollywood, and he's a director as well. And then the other one is a crooner in Vegas. And so it, it was really interesting to meet these two brothers and kind of get to know their personalities. The one that lives in Vegas definitely has, he's tapping into. <laughs> Some real Nigel stuff. Like he really has some interesting takes on the world and he kind of lets his um, philosophies, philosophy sort of come out in dribs and drabs. And they're very Nigel y and, and quite entertaining. You know, they, they do meet up and they're, they're trying to get ready to perform again on the big stage and have a big, huge concert, which is, you know, the culmination of the whole mm-hmm. film is that they're going to be performing live. But it, it was quite fascinating and really following the two of them around. And and there's a lot of, you know, what we talked about with this, um, with this podcast when people would come in with recommendations for different documentaries is that you really get to see what this process is and this behind the scenes dynamic between the two of them. And I actually even got to speak with the directors of the film. They were there at the festival answering questions. And I asked them how how mindful they needed to be to not make it a straight up Spinal Tap movie. And they said, yes, that was very top of mind that that there was a very Spinal Tap quality, you know, to the story and that they wanted it to, you know, have humor to it, but also to really be something special and poignant. And it definitely was. So I recommend it. I follow them. We follow them on Twitter at B-R-O-S the film, bros the film or bros the film. And they are touring. The movie is in cinemas now. The two of them, the brothers are, spoiler alert, touring and performing all over the place and seem to be having a good time, but I recommend it. Yeah, that that's, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, it really is. And it, it, to me, it really made me wonder, like, if if they hadn't become big in Japan and they hadn't, you know, reunited, and if Nigel and David had gone off and, you know, went their separate ways and had their own separate careers and then decided to get the band back together, you know, this is that kind of documentary. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I think it's just it's nice to catch back up with you and I'm really looking forward to listening to your your podcasts, your special releases coming up 
I'm looking forward to releasing more Vibrant Visionaries and having that podcast grow. And and it's trippy not doing it with a, you know, a co-host. You know, that's, it's, I'm getting used to it, but it's definitely different, you know, to not have... I'm out there on my own. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing, uh, you know, hearing who else you've been talking to. I won't even tease, but just suffice it to say, it's just a huge variety of people from um, filmmakers to artists to uh, writers and uh, all sorts of interesting people. So come take a listen. <laughs> I'd love to hear what our listeners are doing. Let us know. You can um, tweet at us. That's probably the best way. I haven't really checked our email. I'll tell you in like probably a year. <laughs> and we're at Spinal Tap Minute on Twitter. And, you know, let us know. Or we've got our listener listeners group. What's the name of our listeners group on Facebook, Sean? The, uh, the Groupies right, Lounge. Right, the Groupies Lounge. Is, uh, is still there on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, let us know what's going on in there. How's your year been going? Um, do you have some other podcast recommendations or documentary recommendations? Anything we'd love to hear from you. If you've got a new band, <laughs> if you're going on tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let us know if you're, you're going on tour. Awesome. Well, it's been great catching up with you, Sean. Let's let's wrap this up the old-fashioned way. <laughs> we'll see if we remember how we did it. So, uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, thank you for Heidi. It was great uh, catching up with you. And thank you, listeners, for listening. And, and one more time, let's tap, tap into, into America. America. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs>